You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hallelujah. We're going to do something a little bit different. Usually we have worship, but uh, Pastor Pamela is doing the kids tonight. And uh, so, and she has a lot of things planned. And there's a nine foot six Goliath out there that the kids got to throw beanbags at and try to. It's one of their games and stuff. And so they're going to have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, you just believe God with us. I don't know what we're going to do. Either believe God with us for the children's ministry or we believe God with us for a, a worship person because I don't know which one. Pamela loves to do both. She's torn at both. But uh, God's good. We're believing God. We're going to exercise our faith. Maybe we just get somebody to help on both sides. And she can have fun there. Amen? Amen. And for all of you watching, hey, we're going to share. We're going to teach on the Word of God tonight. I really feel like I have something for the body of Christ because of what's transpiring, what's taking place. And uh, uh, so, but before we get into this, we're going to pray. Uh, and I just really feel that, uh, you know, God wants to speak to our hearts tonight. Amen. And so, you know, sometimes we need worship to kind of stir ourselves up, but we're going to get to stir our own selves up. We're going to get to pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So let's do that. Let's stir ourselves up. Heavenly Father, we honor you and love you and praise you and thank you, Lord. I do. I thank you, Father, for these wonderful folks that are here and those that are watching, Father. I thank you, Father, they made an effort to be here tonight and made an effort to tune in tonight. Father, you've got a word in due season for each and every person. You want to speak to their lives individually. You want to touch their lives as only you can. Oh, I just thank you and praise you, Father, for the precious Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, who is our guide, who will teach us, who will guide us into all truth. So, Holy Spirit, we look to you. We look to you, the greater one on the inside of us. So we look inward. We look on the inside of us. And we stir up the gift of God. We stir up, hallelujah, our hearts. We stir up our expectancy. We stir it up, Father God. We thank you. We honor you. It's by the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto your name. You said offer up the sacrifice of praise. So we praise you. We magnify you. We glorify your name. We thank you, Father, not only for this service, but for all the youth in their service. Father, supernatural, let the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost be made manifest down there. And in the children's church, Father, just anoint Pastor Pamela. Let her speak as an oracle of God, set on fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let those kids just be excited and turned up and ready to receive the word of God. And Lord, here in this place, we thank you. We magnify your name. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so you light where we're going. You light where we're at. You show us things to come. Oh, thank you, Spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Jesus said, how be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come. He'll guide us into all truth. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us into truth. Thank you for speaking that which the Father is speaking unto us. And thank you for showing us things to come. Thank you for revealing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, we see the King approaching. We see the King is coming. Hallelujah. Oh, we want Jesus to come. So Lord Jesus, come quickly. We honor you and we love you and praise you. And now... Holy Spirit, just anoint these lips of clay. Oh, as we look to the holy written word of God, 
We just thank you, hallelujah, that you're going to reveal truth tonight. You're going to touch our hearts. You're going to touch our minds. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Well, if you brought your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 19. And uh, we're going to start reading at verse uh, 44. Or actually, 40, actually, no, 41. We're going to do Luke 19, 41. My title tonight is, uh, it's better today than it was yesterday. It's better today than it was yesterday. It's better now, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter all the, cra- I mean, $6 gas, hallelujah, <laughs> glory to God, amen. And, uh, you know, I went to fill up my truck and it stopped me at a hundred bucks and it still wasn't full. And so I was like, glory. And, uh, I, you know, I said, well, I guess that's all I get. I'm going to have to start filling it up at half a tank instead of a, at a quarter tank. And, uh, uh, you know, you look at it, you see everything is, has gone. You know, it's funny. I, I took brother self to, to coffee yesterday morning. And when I went by the, the, the Arco and the, and the 76 gas on Harney Lane, it was at, at five something that was, you know, not even that. It was actually 499. It was 499. And uh, so, but when, when I got and picked him up, we went and got coffee. I came back and it was 563. <laughs> and, uh, I thought, Glory. There we go. That was a good little thing. I should have got it at four ninety nine. And uh <laughs> but uh you know, you look at it, you kinda go, hey, this is this is but guess what? It is better today than yesterday. And the reason is is because we are so much closer for the Lord Jesus Christ coming. And uh uh here I want to read Luke nineteen and verse forty one. It says, And when he was come uh, near to the city, he beheld the city and he wept over it. Talking about Jerusalem. He's saying this, If you had known, even thou, at least in this day or this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. But now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee, and thine en- that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because you knew not the time of your visitation." The very last of verse 44 is the one, because they knew not the time of their visitation or thy visitation. How do you know that God is visiting, God is speaking, God is doing? You know, I just did a whole, like I said, I did a whole series of 12 hours of teaching on the life of Christ or Christology. And I did the last hours on Jesus's present day ministry. And on Sunday, I just really felt impressed to share that. But one of the things that the Lord just began to speak to me about that is that that word, when it talks about Jesus is up there interceding and, and, and being our, our, our advocate and our mediator, and that word interceding is that he's getting the ear of the king, that he's getting us an audience with the king, and that God is speaking on what he wants to do right now. And Jesus is hearing that. He's relaying that to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is trying to get that to you and me. Amen? So if God's come to visit us, the thing that we have to ask ourselves, are we ready so that we don't miss anything? Are we ready to listen? Are we ready to hear? Are we ready to take hold of what he wants to speak to our hearts? Amen? 
The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And sons and daughters. So that means God's gonna, he's gonna speak to our hearts. He's gonna speak from within. Because when God speaks, what does he speak? He speaks on the inside of you. Amen? He speaks through his word. Because God has already spoken some things about the end times. God's already spoken. You know that none of this took God by surprise and that we are so close. And this is a forerunner of what's gonna happen right after we get taken out of here. Hallelujah. Because God's going to intervene supernaturally for Israel. But this is just a foreigner. What Russia's doing, what everything is going on, and it's, it's basically the collapse of the nations. Amen? Because you know that all the resources are all still here, right? That nothing changed except people decided, let's charge more. So don't let anybody tell you. You know, we have enough reserve in our country of oil and all the things to last us for about 500 years, okay? So don't, don't let anybody tell you anything different, okay? And besides that, when Jesus comes, the earth is going to be here for a thousand years, amen? That means it's got plenty of food, plenty of things, because there's going to be people here in natural living on this earth for a thousand years, okay? So don't get excited when they start telling you all the crazy things that's going on. Get excited when they talk about wars and rumors of wars and all this. Why? Because we lift up our heads and Jesus is coming. Anytime somebody talks to you about end times, anytime, and and it gets all gloomy, it gets all scary, that's a lie. It is for the world. If you're not saved, yes, you're in trouble. Yes, if you're not born again, you're in trouble. But if you're born again and Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, glory to God, it's getting so exciting. It's getting good. We're down to the two-minute warning. I mean, I'm telling you, it's right down to the two-minute warning. Hallelujah. You know, and uh, the crazy thing about the two-minute warning, if you've ever watched sports, those two minutes can go an hour. It's awesome, okay? So, you know, people say, well, when is it going to be? When's he coming? How are we going to do this? What's going to happen? No, here's the thing about it. We don't want to miss anything that God wants to tell us. See, he wants to build us up. He has some truth for us that's going to hold us steady in the midst of the storm. He's going to make sure that the church is going to be taken care of. God's going to make sure that the church is taken care of. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. Amen? So we can boldly say, we don't care what the Lord's going to do. We don't care what's going to go on. We, yeah, we see all this stuff happening. We see all of these things taking place. But God's going to make sure that the church is taken care of. God's going to see to it that you're blessed. God's going to see to it that you have provision. Jesus said, I'll meet and supply all of your needs unless gas goes to six bucks. You know, I'll meet and supply all of your needs unless this happens or that. No, he said, I'm going to meet all of your needs according to my riches and glory. How many of you know that no matter what happens on earth, it doesn't change heaven? Amen. See, today is better than yesterday. Why? Because God's going to do miracle signs and wonders for the church. God's going to show the world and the devil how great he is through you and I. Amen. Go with me if you would over to Hebrews chapter 5. You know, I get a little excited, but I just uh, totally believe the Bible. I believe the Word of God. See, here's the thing about God wants us to come to the place where we never look back. That we don't, and the reason when I say we don't look back, we always look back in, 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 in our lives when God moved and man, we always remember the memorials in our life. But we don't look back to think it was better. We never look back to think that yesterday was better than today. Amen. 
Because if you do, then you stop miracles from happening today. Well, yeah, but you don't know what happened today, and you don't, you know, it was better. No, because if we're thinking that yesterday was better, we're not going to make today what God wants it to be. Amen? Yeah, there's obstacles. Yes, there's things. But God is getting us. And if we're so excited about what God's doing and what God wants to get accomplished, God's plan is, is being unfolded. It's coming together. And he's called you and I to be the 11th hour workers. And we need to be witnessing. We need to be sharing. We need to be excited, man, that the king is coming. The king is coming. Amen? Amen. And see, we, we've, for so many years, have been trying to make this earth be our home. And we've been trying to make it, this be the paradise and the place of blessing. Amen. And, and we can't, you know, when you do that, it, this, this earth will disappoint you. See, we still need to be doing things, still need to be planning, still need to be doing all things that we need to be planning. Because like I said, this two minutes could go into an hour, which, you know, if a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is a day, okay, that means, you know, that uh, two minutes could be basically about 12 years, according to heaven's time. Because 10 minutes is 40 years, if you do the math, you know. So, so if you look at that, you kind of go, wow, you know, if we divide that all up, shucks, you know, uh, you know, could do, you know, basically 8 to 12 years if you want to do things. And that's just like, wow, yeah. So if we're in the two-minute warning, means that we 8 to 12 years. You can have a lot of fun in 8 to 12 years. You can do a lot of great things in 8 to 12 years. Amen? But he could come now. He could come right now because everything's set and in, 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 in ready to go. Amen? Do you know, just in the last, you know, well, just in my lifetime, 86 signs of Jesus' coming have been already revealed and ready, and so you can do that. I mean, it's amazing what, what you see and what transpires. And I'm not getting on end times. I'm just telling you that today is better than yesterday, and we should not look to the left or to the right. We've got to keep our eyes looking on Jesus. We've got to keep our eyes focused in here because, praise God, God wants to get us to a place that we never look back. You know, see, if we have better times of times past than what happens, we're going to not receive the rewards that God has for us right now. Amen. Thank you for your overwhelming response. That's okay. Because here's what happened. Look at Romans, or Hebrews chapter 5. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, look at verse 11. He said, Of whom I, we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone, excuse me, that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Look at verse 1 of chapter 6. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, and of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. Amen. 
Man, he said a mouthful there. There's so much right there, so rich. Yeah, he's at a time that we need to be going out and sharing and doing and be teachers. We're still having to be fed and be nurtured and still having to be reassured that this is actually going to happen. This is actually going to come to pass. God is actually, his word is actually true. And the funny thing about it is if you look at verse 14, he said that strong meat belongs to those that are of full age, even those who by reason of use. I almost titled this reason of use because we've got to start using what we know. What do I mean by that? We've got to use the word of God. Do we believe? Do we believe? Do we believe? Are we ready to move with what we believe? Do we believe it enough to stand our ground? Do we believe it enough to know that God's going to fight our battles? Amen. It's basically this. Are we ready to die for what we believe? Are we ready to stand up and shout, God is so awesome? Amen? Go with me to Psalms 112. Y'all doing okay? Y'all doing okay? We need to stop and take a selah here and meditate for a second, prophesy, do something. What do we need to do? Come on. Hallelujah. Let's do this. Y'all looking at me so nervously. Hallelujah. I can't help but that God knew you were coming. And he had your number. All right? And uh, he told me, I'm just, don't, don't kill the messenger. I, I'm just a messenger boy. God can use the donkey. He can use me. Hallelujah. Amen. But we got to be ready to move in God's mighty power. Hallelujah. And believe it or not, we got to have our heart fixed on him. Because if your eyes are fixed on him, when you see this and you see this and you see things, you go, okay, Lord. Hallelujah. I know that when we see all the stuff that's going on, you said, lift up our eyes. For our help comes from you. Lift up because we can see our redemption drawing nigh. But what are we supposed to do? We can't stop. We got to get, keep going. We got to keep doing. We got to keep running our race. We got to keep moving. Amen? Listen, you know, as a church, we, we, we've hired a project manager. We've hired civil engineers, uh, other engineers. We're spending tons of money because we're going to build a building. Why? Because we want a harvest of souls to come in. Hallelujah. Because we want to do things. We got, I got a vision, man. It's, it's laid out there for years to come. Someone says, well, you keep talking to me. Go come back now. I don't know what to do. See, that's where everybody gets all messed up. I want you to be excited. You, I want you to want him to come right now. I want you to be excited, but I want you to work like he's not coming for the next 10,000 years. And you're going to finish your course. Hallelujah. That when we're up in our 80s and 90s and we're still doing things and going strong, hallelujah, we're ready. Amen. See, the key is, is that it's so hard for people to live their life in light of redemption and live their life. You know, um, let me put it this way. When I was in, you know, Sunday school and stuff, we had chalkboards, okay? Black chalkboards with white chalk. And so, you know, teacher got up there. She wrote a line. She wrote a line like this, put a little dot on the line here put an arrow on this side, put an arrow on this side. And she basically said, hey, look at this. And you look at it and say, yeah, what does it look like? It looks like a line with two arrows on the end and a dot. She said, that's right. This is life. You can either live for the line or you can live for the dot. The dot's you. But the line's eternity. And you can live to whether or not you're going to leave a legacy or you're just going to be a dot. Now I was nine years old when they, they put that on that thing. So I said, that's really heavy. I know it was. For a nine-year-old, you're thinking, I could only see the dot. <laughs> Amen? 
You know, I'd go to my grandparents' house and they'd be talking about Jesus coming, wanting to die. So we're just praying Jesus coming. And they're in there praying Jesus come. And I'm in, in the other room. I'm going, no, Jesus, don't come. Don't come. Don't come. Because I'm nine years old and I want to I wanna go. Jesus, I love you. I love you. But don't come. Don't come. I want to live. I want to live. I want to have fun. Of course, now I'm, Jesus, come quickly. Jesus, come quickly. Come, Lord Jesus. So, you know, it's like, hey, whose prayer is he going to answer? But look at, look at Psalms 112, because God wants us to be the folks that are not affected by what's going on, except to stir up the gift of God within us. See, remember today, it's better today than yesterday. Better today than yesterday. Better today than yesterday. Do you know somebody asking, how are you doing? Better today than yesterday. Better today than yesterday. It just keeps getting better. Better. Why? Because I'm one day closer. I'm one day closer. I'm one doing more things. Here in Psalms uh, uh, 112, verse 1, we're going to read, we're going to read all the, actually all the way down. Actually, we're just going to read the whole psalm, but I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation just because I liked it better. It says, praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord. <laughs> now, if you, got, you can tell how happy people are how, and that's how much fear they have in God. And it's not a bad fear. It's a joyful fear and it's a rare of, wow, God said some things about this time. God said he was going to do some things in this time. It's those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. Ooh, man. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Hallelujah. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. I'll say that one again. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. Hallelujah. They share freely and give generously to those in need. You guys are awesome. You guys are so awesome. I just thank you so much. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. And this is the last thing. They have influence and honor. Ooh. Man, I like it. When you fear God and when you honor the Lord, God does supernatural things. Amen? You know, it says, you know, in the King James, it says, praise you, the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. His seed will be mighty on the earth. But I like the way that the New Living said, because it said such people will not be overcome by evil. You know, we're not going to get overcome by evil. Glory to God. We are not going to let evil get in us. We are not going to react by that. We are going to allow the power and the presence of God. I am so ready for the plan of God to be unveiled and unfolded for our lives. How to bring back the king. How to, how to, how to wrap this thing up. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I'm looking forward to that. I am seeking that, seeking God's faith. I'm just like, Lord, 
show me exactly what I need to do. Hallelujah. And so, you know, and, and people always ask me, so, well, how do you do that? We do Do you know how we do that? Is we actually begin to believe what the scripture says. And by reason of use of the scriptures, hallelujah, we grow up. And we actually get to see some things and watch God do supernatural things. Amen? Amen. See, I think sometimes we don't, we wait for kind of the Holy Spirit to force us or we wait for some, something to happen or we wait just like, you know, instead of saying, no, 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 wait a minute. We prayed. We believed God. Amen. And the Lord's been reminding me of, of some things, and I think probably because we're, we're getting ready to, to go and do something but with some stuff. But anyways, and, and, and he just said, hey, listen, you remember when you used to say that a miracle a day helps keep religious devils away? I used to say that all the time. A miracle a day helps keep religious devils away. And uh, when I was back in Pittsburgh pastoring and stuff, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And so I used to say it all the time because we had so many things. It was such a very religious city. Very religious city. Very, very, very strong, you know, uh, uh, in, the, in the, the religious part of it. When I say religious, not spiritual at all, you know. Uh, it was just very, very, you know, in a sense there. So it was, you had a lot of just really, uh, you know, crazy things going on. And so you had to fight against some things. There's, you know, there's some issues that take place. Amen? You know, because there's, there's, you know, you all know that there's spirits over cities. There's different things. Every city has different problems, major things that take place. You've got to come into and take authority over it so that it doesn't get off on you. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, you got to make sure. You know, when we were in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, hallelujah, we got voted the America's most livable city. Do you know how many sunny days that we actually had that year? Out of 365, 39. Only 39. And we were voted the most livable city in America. And I thought somebody paid somebody off. (laughs) That's a serious thing. No, it, it's cloudy most of the time. It's dreary. It was, you know, just really. And so there was a lot of, lot of depression, a lot of, uh, uh, of just, you know, not everybody being happy, being, you know, just, just angry all the time. And so he had to de- deal with all that stuff. He had to make sure that it didn't get in you. Amen? See, we've got to be ready to get in, to, to come into the plan of God, but also believe the scriptures. Amen? See, the scriptures say that what does it say, what God's going to do, and, and we got to believe that no one, no one can take our relationship with Jesus, and no one can stop the blessings of God from flowing to us. Amen? No one's going to stop this mighty moving force. We're the blood-bought church. Amen? And I can say that with confidence because that's what God's word says. Amen? See, see remember I told you I was born for this hour? Because my whole life, I started out, we started, we went into to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then all of a sudden, all the steel mills closed. It went from being, uh, with all these steel mills, everything else, hardworking guys like that, it completely, I mean, it just went into, I mean, it was in such a, a, a depression and recession. I mean, everybody lost everything. Everybody lost all their jobs. I mean, they up and left and moved to other countries of the world, and it just went, whoosh. And nobody had nothing. And it was amazing. And, and they threw up their hands. 
And the, and, and the inner city schools were so difficult. They, did, they played their football games in the, in the middle of the afternoon. They only had cheerleaders on this side and cheerleaders on this side. Nobody in the stands because they were going to kill each other. They'd have fights and bombs. That's when all, all of the bloods and the crypts were going together. Things were crazy, you know. And God put me right smack dab in the middle of everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's awesome. You know, I mean, the mayor threw up his hands and said, he called all of us into a clergy meeting. We're all in, and this is the mayor of a city. Let's be like the San Francisco mayor calling all the churches together and going, because it's the same size city, and saying, hey, we don't know what to do. Can you guys help us? And I said, yes, we can. That's when we wrote Boys to Men curriculum, Jenny, Brian's wife, and three other guys. And that's when we did a whole thing, Youth with a Mission. We had after-school programs. We did stuff. We hired a guy. He was full-time on campus. We went in, and God just supernaturally turned everything around. And when we got, because of the power of the presence of God, and they got started you know, doing Friday night footballs, and they started doing all the things, and they got to be in back, and they kicked us all out <laughs> after about four years. But boy, did we have revival. Did we have all kinds of problems, all kinds of crazy? Absolutely, but glory to God, was it fun? Oh man, it was fun. I mean, the devil was so mad, hallelujah, and, and, and we were just seeing people born into the kingdom of God, seeing so many things happening, seeing miracles, signs, and wonders, hallelujah, because we had decided we were the church. Amen. See, we're the church. They're going to throw up their hands and say, we don't know what to do. I say, I do, I know. Say, so what do you mean you know? Jesus knows. The Holy Spirit knows. Because so what's the answer? It's Jesus. Well, that's just too easy. No, it's not. It's, it's wonderful. You've got to get back into the word of God. Amen? See, we've got to believe it. Do we really believe this? Do we really believe we're the salt of the earth? Do we believe that we're preserved? Do we believe it? We just read a whole psalm. Psalms 112, 1 through 9, talked about that we do not fear from bad news. We are confident and fearless and can face our foes triumphantly. Hey, hey go with me over to Philippians chapter 1. Go to Philippians chapter 1. I want to read something out of the Amplified Bible to you. I didn't get to plan on this, but I'm having fun anyway, so glory to God. Let's do this. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> Go down to about verse 27, I believe. Let's look at this and make sure I got it here. Oh, yeah, verse 27. Man, you wear your shouting clothes tonight. Listen, it's better today than yesterday. Guess what? Tomorrow's going to be better than today. <laughs> Amen. It is. You know that Friday's going to be better than Thursday? You know, Saturday is going to be better than Friday. So we can't know. You see, that's where, see, you know, the key is, is when you stir up and you know God's ordering your steps, God's working it out, God's bringing things to pass, God's making it come to pass. Glory to God, he's bringing it to pass. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 27, this is in the Amplified, okay? And uh, Philippians 127 of the Amplified says this, only be sure as citizens to conduct yourselves that your manner of life will be worthy of the good news of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I do come and see you or am absent, I may hear this of you, that you are standing firm in a united spirit and purpose. 
that you're united in spirit and purpose. Hallelujah. You're striving side by side and contending with a single mind. Oh, hallelujah. For the faith of the glad tidings or the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 28. And do not for a moment be frightened. Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated, intimidated, excuse me, in anything by your opponents or your adversaries. Amen. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, a proof and a seal to them of their impending destruction. But a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. I love that. I love that. Don't for a moment be frightened or intimidated by anything the devil or anything that anybody else is saying. Amen. I mean, that's the whole thing about it. when you get back into this. I said, Lord, I, you know, that was I was young and crazy when I was pastoring there, you know, and I was I was 20 in my 20s when I was doing all that, you know, for the 12 and a half years that I was there. It was from being 24 years old to being 36 and almost 37 because I came here and I was 36 and 37 and, and started this church. You know, and uh, uh, 27 years ago. So, you know, but the the key is 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 realizing, wow, God, you're you're awesome. And uh, but I was young, and I always say young and dumb because I was. I didn't have enough sense to be afraid. I didn't have enough sense to to know when my life was being threatened. And my life got threatened every single day. And, but I just thought it was funny. You know, I just did. Because when you're when you're in your twenties, you're just not too smart or too bright, you know, in some things there. But uh, and I wasn't in, trying to be cocky or mean or anything. It's just that I knew I was in the will of God. Do you know I know I'm in the will of God here? And you have to when you know you're in the will of God, God can do great things. Amen. You know, it's it's like this. Uh, well, a friend of mine, you know. Rick Renner, who's he's living in Moscow, been in Moscow for 30 years, and he's on TV, he's got a huge church there, and he's been affecting the, the nation of, 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 of Russia and everything, and, do, and of course, everybody's like, are you going to get out, are you going to be, I mean, how, and it's really, really bad there, we know that they're the, they're, they won in, went into Ukraine, and it's there, but the people, the people didn't go, I mean, that's the thing, the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia, they're both getting destroyed, you know? And it's a sad deal. He's like, I'm not going because I'm in the perfect will of God. I don't want to get out of the will of God. I'll stay here and we'll just watch God do great things. We will feed 10,000 people today. That's not bad. You know, we'll do this. We'll do this. And we're going to, because we can't help it what the crazy people in government do. I mean, you're not responsible. Well, you may be responsible if you voted for them, but you're not responsible, you know, for the crazy people there. But anyways, you know, I mean, their actions now, they might not be what you want them to do either, but hey, you know, I mean, we look at things in this, but we need to understand. It's like the best place to be is in the perfect will of God. Why? Because it's going to be better today than it was yesterday. Amen. It's better today. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Because it comes down to the word of God. See, the Bible says in, in Psalms 119, it says, uh, uh, he goes, you know, in, in Psalms 119, it's all about the word of God. He says, you know, Lord, I, I've hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Aren't you glad that we get the word of God in our heart so that we can allow God to move in us, show us things that God lead, guide, and direct us. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, 
goes on to say that your word has given me life. That's why this is so important. You know, it's amazing to me. Sometimes people say, well, this contains the word of God. It does. It does, but it's God breathed. God spoken. God anointed. This word is so powerful. When you get it from the word of God, it just changes everything on the inside of you. I wrote down some scriptures. I want to read them to you. They're, they're Psalms 119. They're verses 89, 105, 114, 130, 162, 165, and 168. I know you didn't get those, but I put them all together, and man, does it make a really cool thing. So listen to this. Listen to this. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. The entrance of your word, it gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. Oh, I rejoice at your word as one who finds a great treasure and great peace have those who love your law or your word and nothing causes them to stumble. Oh, I keep your word, your precepts, your testimonies for all of my ways are before you. What a confession. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. What a confession. And all I did was just grab a bunch of scriptures that I, I, was, I read. You know, the 119th Psalm, it's got a few scriptures in it, if you know. You know, so I just was reading and meditating. It's all about the Word of God. And, uh, and here's one of the things that we've ha- that's happening to us, folks. Remember I said in Hebrews, it's about using the Word of God, taking hold of the Word of God. Listen, we've got to believe this. We've got to speak it. You know, it's absolutely a slap in God's face when you uh, have ask, talk to God and you're praying about something in the word that he already said for you to do. You don't have to, if you're praying and asking God for you to be obedient to his word, you're in trouble. That's like your kids saying, I know you told me to, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I want you to help me. <laughs> That's like having a big old teenager sitting there and you made him a big old plate of food and he's just sitting there like, oh, it's so good, it looks really good, I wish I could eat that. He said, well, grab the fork and eat it. And they want you to spoon feed them. If they do, you need to slap them, okay? You got to feed. By reason of use means we got to feed ourselves. Amen? And listen, God's going to work with it. That doesn't mean we don't pray one for another to help one another, all that. But what I'm talking about now, I'm talking to, you guys are here on a Wednesday night. You're here to study the word of God. You're here to hear the, hear the things of God. And, and it, it's absolutely the wrong, it sends the wrong message. And it's actually being very disloyal when we don't do what God says to do. Thank you for your overwhelming response. But it's, it's like, you know, you talk to people and you tell them, you give them advice. And then they come and talk to you later on and go, and you go, and they're in the same boat. And say, well, didn't you do what I, I, I told you? Well, yeah, I heard you. It sounded really good. That's like going to the doctor, him telling you, okay, he gives you a prescription. You go buy the prescription and you set it on your nightstand and go, isn't that a pretty bottle? Isn't that cool? And then you go back and say, doctor, well, I'm just feeling the same. He said, well, are you taking your medicine? Well, no, but I got it. I read on it. It says take three times a day. You know, do this. It's, you know, I can tell you what it is. 
tell you where it's found. But are you taking it? Are you taking your medicine? Are you taking the scriptures? Amen. It don't work unless you eat it. This, this, this is faith food. And we don't want to be weak. And we don't want to have to always be like, oh, we want to know the truth. And you need to know the truth because there's, there's so many things out there, so many voices that are out there that can mess us up. Amen? But see, the word of God is not to be prayed over. It's supposed to be received and believed. Amen? And so the key is, are you ready to believe the scriptures? Ready to act on them? You ready to do them? Because you know why? You don't want to miss your day of visitation. And most people are looking for this supernatural, I want to see Jesus. But did you know that the day of visitation, that's okay. That's the kids trying to knock the hole in, in Goliath. I built a nine foot six Goliath. And that's how tall he was, according to the King James Version. According to all the, that's, I mean, he might have been a little, but it's nine foot six. And he measures nine foot six. And he's got, a, he's got a hole up there, and they got to put the beanbags through it, and it's really hard. I worked on it all day, and I couldn't get them beanbags through that hole. So, and I'm a good shot, but I, was, I didn't go up. I mean, but if you go up there and you drop, they, they will fit. You know, it's like that thing at the carnival. It, you actually, if you go perfect, it'll fit. But if you're shooting here, it don't work. Amen? So, bless their hearts. I mean, if somebody gets it in there, we got to give them some candy. Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So we let the kids just shout all they want to. They're doing good. You know. But we've got to believe the scriptures. The problem is our day of visitation is when God gives us a scripture. Our day of visitation is when the word gets illuminated. When all of a sudden it brings life and we see it, it goes... You just visited by the Lord himself. You were just visited with the word of the Lord. You just had a day of visitation. Amen? What an incredible visitation. But say, yeah, it's just the Bible. I know that. I heard that before. I've seen that before. But if that's true, will that fix what you need? My God's going to meet and supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Is that a true word? Then why are you fretting? Well, I'm fretting because I don't know how. How many of you know it's not our job to know how? Our job is to believe. How many of you know if you read over in the Old Testament when one man asked God, how are you going to do it? Like, oh, how, how, can, how are you going to? And, and, and got in God's face about how? Remember Moses? I Remember the story? He goes, Moses goes, says, God, these people, they want meat. They don't want, God says, okay, I'll give them meat. Oh, how are you going to give them meat? There's 600,000 men, not counting the women and the children. I mean, there's over 2 million people. How, what are you going to do? Are you going to kill everything? Are you going to just do all? How are you going to just? He starts talking to God like that. You know what God says? God says, how? How? What do you mean, how? Watch, I'm going to give you so much meat, it's going to come out your nose. That's what he said. Now the King James says, I'm going to give you so much, it's going to come out of your nostrils. Just so you know. And God was wroth, the Bible says, at Moses. He was mad. How? 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 What's this? And we know he caused the quail to come and come down. I mean, and he caused so much to come that they couldn't gather him in a day. 
Couldn't get them all. Amen? You know, remember Zechariah there and uh, Elizabeth? You know, when the angel appears to him, I mean, the angel comes down and appears, angel Gabriel comes down and appears to the high priest and the Holy of Holies and talks to him, tells him something from God. And what does he say? How? How? how how's it going to be? How, 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 I mean, that was, that was dumb. Dumb because there, he know how. And what did the angel say? We, we got to shut you up because you're going to ruin everything. <laughs> Don't you wish he'd, God would give you a word then shut you up so you can't mess it up so it could come to pass? Make you dumb so you don't negate it. And you don't say, man, I, I heard God, God gave me the scripture and then, but I really don't know if, I mean, it's a great scripture, but I'm really not sure. Wouldn't uh, uh, it be like God gives you, and then you get, just get dumb so you can't mess it up. Because we mess it up all the time. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. He's the high priest of what we say. One minute, whoa, look at the word of God. God gave me this in the midst. God gave me a scripture. God gave me a visitation. He showed me. It's so awesome. Two weeks later, man, must have just had too much pizza that night. That scripture is just not life-giving. It's not, you know, it's not working. It's because you... Got your eyes off of the word and got your eyes onto the water. Remember, Jesus is walking on the water. Peter says, hey, if that's you, I want to come walk on the water. Jesus said, come on out of here. So Peter steps out of the boat and he walks on the water. Kits out going toward Jesus. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, there's some, there's some wind blowing here. Hey, there's a little wave right there. Hey, all of a sudden it rocks him a little bit. And it's like, oh, no. He took his eyes off the word. He took his eyes off of Jesus, who is the word. And what the Bible says, he began to sink. I can tell you right now, if you jump in the swimming pool, you jump in a river, you don't begin to sink. You sink. There's no gliding in. Okay? You go down. So, you know, and Jesus was there to lift him up. We know the story and we think about these things. But see, the problem is, is that these things are for us. See, the word of God is powerful. It's quick. It's powerful. It divides the thoughts. Amen? It divides your thoughts from your thoughts and your spirit. Amen? It divides the, 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 the joints and the marrow. Amen? Hallelujah. It divides. It, what does it do? And it's the only thing that can. And that's why when you have the word of the Lord on the subject, it doesn't matter what your senses are saying. It doesn't matter what's going on. God said it. I'm going to tell you a story. I've told this story, but probably many of you don't remember it, or many of you that you hear, you probably haven't heard it because it's from. But there was a situation that happened, and um, it was my my secretary actually, and uh, she was married to a pretty crazy guy. She got born again at our church, got filled with the Holy Spirit, and her husband was a lawyer, but he was not saved at all. I mean, he was just a really crazy person, and so he worked it around that she was going to have to get kicked out of her house. 
And he was going to get the house kicked out, you know, because he's a lawyer. And she said, you know, she came to me and talked to me. And she said, I said, it's your house. You, don't, you know, you guys have been lit. You, you get to stay at your house. You know? He said, well, I said, well, let's pray. The Bible says, if any two on earth shall agree is touching anything, they shall ask, it shall be done for them, for you, which is in, he- in heaven and on earth. She said, okay, let's agree. I said, well, we agree because it's your right. You get to stay in the house no matter what. And uh, this is what the word of God says. So we agreed. So Sunday morning, uh, several months later, Sunday morning, she comes walking into my office even before service, and she hands me a piece of paper and says, I have to be out today. He's kicking me out today. And it's, you know, it's from the, from the judge. It's all legal document. She hands this to me at my desk there, and I look at it, and she says, he said, I have to get out today. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I grab it, and I grab it, and I just wad it all up, and I threw it in the trash. I did. And she said, Hmm. That's what she said. She said, hmm. I said, what did we agree on? I said, we agreed that we could, you could stay, right? I said, I said, what, do you believe that or not? She said, I do. I believe I get to stay. I said, well, then you get to stay. She said, good, I'm going to stay. So she stayed for service. She went home that afternoon. And uh, the police officers came to, to arrest her. And... Uh, Actually, I don't know if she got handcuffs put on it or not, but they, you know, and uh, so uh, they're going to, you know, and then she's telling me this the next Sunday, okay? I'm getting this story. I'm thinking, oh, gosh, she's going to have to come live with me. She's, <laughs> shucks. It's exactly what I thought. I thought, here I did. Here I done. Gun got real bold. Got real out there, man. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. And so she's telling me the whole story. And she says, yeah. They came. And they said, well, you got to go up and get what you're going to get. She said, all I did was get up and get my Bible. I got my Bible. And I walked down and said, I get to, I get to, this is my house. And so they, the one cop takes her out thing here. And, and the other guy says, okay, well, you got to sign on this. And he goes, no, no, no. I, I'm not going to sign that. She can stay. And then Luis looks at him and says, uh, no, you just you got all, he went through all of this and you got to say, you know, he's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no. And he tears it up. It's like, we're not going to do this. So he goes outside and he, he, he lets her, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if she was, it's a way, hey, you get to stay. He said, no, he tore it, you know. And then all of a sudden he comes running out of the house in a rage. Like, why? What do you mean? She can't, I've got an order. What are, you, what are you guys talking about? Some big angel came down, just grabbed his mouth, talked to them. And the police officer said, listen, yeah, somebody's going to get arrested today and it's not her. It's going to be you. <laughs> So you got a choice. Either we arrest you or we leave and she stays forever. And she got to stay. You know, I shouting after she finally got to that part. I was sweating bullets when she was telling me about all the other stuff. But I, I, it just something, I mean, of course, it was Sunday morning. I'd been praying. I was getting ready for me. And she just came in there because she was distraught. She was like, you, you know, and I said, wait a minute. Because I said, well, what did, we, what did we pray? What did we agree on? Well, you agree. I said, well, then you get to stay. We agreed. And if you're in agreement, I'm in agreement. I haven't changed my mind. If you haven't changed yours, it's okay. Amen. See, we don't want to go that far because we don't want somebody to come live with us. <laughs> I understand that. But I just knew in my, I don't know, I guess, it was, I guess it just was the spirit of God, but I knew in my heart, all right, no, we've got to stand our ground. And, uh, 
you know, she was pretty crazy. I mean, she, another, another little story she shared, God bless her, you know, because he was one of the biggest drug dealers around. So she, she must have flushed down $100,000 worth of drugs, you know, so that was a big deal. And that would have got her, you know, most people killed. And she was like, nah, who cares? I'm like, oh, gosh. So anyways, but that, she does a whole lot of the stories along that line. Someone said, Pastor, she was your secretary. Listen, it was the inner city. Enough said. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so let's get back to believing the scriptures. I said that story because sometimes the stories open windows to us. You understand that you, it, it acts like, oh my God. But you know, when you stand your ground, God comes through. And he will. Every single time. He will. Because the Bible is God speaking to me. And if I've got God's word, and God's given. So remember, I'm talking about your day of visitation too. When a word comes from the scripture, you can hold on, you can hang on to that, and it's yours. Hallelujah. You can hang on to it. You don't have to allow anything else. Because all of these words, man, they've got God's breath in them. They've got God's DNA in them. Amen? I mean, they've got his power, his energy. Super, it's God's word. And his word is far greater than anybody else's word. Amen? God said, the, spirit, the word of the Lord says, and you can stand on it. You can stand on it. You've got to get God's word on it. You've got to do things right. But if you get God's word on it, things work together. They work good. Remember what uh, you know, Paul said this to the Corinthian church. He said, we're workers together. We work together with Christ. We work together with the Holy Spirit. We're workers together. Let's plead our case. Let's do this. Let's get this. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, and so, you know, it's... Getting a hold of it and believing. Let's wrap this thing up. So when we understand that as many of us are led by the Spirit of God, we are the sons of God. Thereby, we've not been given the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we've been given the spirit uh, of adoption whereby we can cry, Abba, Father. Amen? And then we become heirs, not only heirs, but joint heirs with Christ. Amen? So that's Romans 8, 14, 15, and 16. And so when we get that, we need to understand that we've got that power. We've got that authority. Amen? For our own life and for what God is doing. And when you come together, God does supernatural things. And I'll tell you another story here. We'll close with this story because it's a cute story. And it was funny. I remember I was in Bible school. And uh, we had instructors and everything and different people. And this guy came in who was a classmate. And, you know, he, just, he seemed like a, just a normal kind of guy and everything. But he, uh, he came in and he said, hey, I was talking to the instructor. And then he came up and talked to me. He said, listen, you know, you believe in the prayer of agreement. The guy's like, well, yeah, of course, you know, Matthew 18, 18 and 19. And yeah, all that, I believe. He said, I need you to agree with me. He said, well, okay, what do you want to get? I need you to agree that my business is going to sell. Now, this is 1978. And uh, he's like, look, my business is going to sell, and he sell, and it's you know it's on the market. Here's what we're going to do. He said, well, you know your business. You pray, and I'll agree. So they join hands, and I'm just and I didn't get it. I said, you two guys. I said, you know. So he's praying. He said, you know, he's praying to the Lord, and then they go through the scripture. He said, Lord, my business needs to sell for three million dollars. 1978. Okay. Now with inflation, you know, it's like ten million. Okay. So he's like, and 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 I'm watching this. I'm watching the instructor. Because <laughs> this guy, he's into it because it's his business. And it was actually, believe it or not, it was an aviation business that had to, I mean, and it was, um, you know, he was 
he was a millionaire already, but he needed to do some things anyway, so nobody knew that. But it was like, and I watched the instructor, and you could just, I mean, his, his countenance. I mean, all the blood came out of his head. I mean, and because uh, he wasn't expecting this. He was, you know, hey, you know, it's going to be a business, you know, maybe 40000 50000 maybe this. You know, it's a business. Not no $3 million deal, because he's not so sure he can agree. He says, faith that high. Amen? But I watched him, and then he, but he caught himself, and he's like, no, this guy's, he said, I'm in agreement with you. And, you know, and I watched this and watched what happened to take place, and that guy's business sold for $3 million, you know, and, uh, because he, he was following God's heart, God's plan. God called him into the ministry, so he, he stopped being a millionaire, and, but he said, I still need to sell it, and that would, you know, he didn't stop being a millionaire. He sold his business for $3 million, so he was doing fine, but he just started preaching the gospel. And, uh, but he just, in that, and I saw that, I said, you know, glory to God, it's, it's in the agreement. And it's grabbing a hold of it, saying, I can agree. If that's what it is, let's agree. Let's believe God. Amen? And uh, uh, I share that with you is because the scriptures. See, we talk about those scriptures. We talk about prayer. We talk about things God said. God said, if God is for us, who can be against us? How many of you know God's for us? We're not out here trying to push or shove. Or we're out here sharing the love of Jesus. We're out here sharing all that God is and how great he is. But God's for us. And if God's for us, who cares who's against us? Nobody can stop us. Amen? Nobody can stop us. God is on our side. Guess what? Today is better than yesterday. Hallelujah. It's better today than yesterday. It's better today than yesterday. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, love you, and praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. You are such a great God. And Lord, I thank you and praise you for all your love and your grace, your mercy. And so, oh, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done in our, in our lives. And thank you for these wonderful folks. Thank you for all those that are watching too. And Lord, I believe it's a word for us for right now, for Harvest Bible Church, whether it's for everybody else, but it's a word for us right now. It's a word for us. So Lord, thank you for it. And Lord, I just thank you and praise you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. And uh, you know, we always have an altar call for those that are watching and for those of you here, which simply means if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to. You need to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and get a hold of the word of God because all of these promises are ours. It's just whether or not we find them or not. Amen? I mean, God's given them to us. He's, he's given us the Bible that we can go through and look through. And we can see and say, praise God. God said he would do things for us. He's not going to leave us. I like that's what I said in, in Philippians 1 there. You don't get afraid. You know, and, and the enemy says, uh-oh. He knows, he knows who he is in Christ. He knows what he has. He's, he's uh, operating in faith. We're, we're in trouble. Amen? So if you're here and you need Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, man, we want to pray with you. We've got lots of prayer warriors. I'll pray with you. Glory to God. You know, making Jesus the Lord of your life. And it's simply, it's just like, here I am, God. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Amen? I mean, that's, that's what our heart desires. So is there anybody here? Anybody watching? If you're watching, the Bible says in Romans, just believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you shall be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen.